well, it's wired into us, right? It's like has to do with evolution and all that stuff. But I, I think we see it in the fitness world a lot. People jumping from trend to trend. Okay, now I'm this hashtag trend to trend. Trend to trend. Yeah. Trend to yes, trend. Ash to ash that's all, that's trend. all I heard. Um, <laughs> trend ash to trend. Ash is Wait, trend what's to happening? Trend. It's a new, a new pre-workout prayer we're coming up with. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding 2024, first episode of the new year. Welcome to the show. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Dusty Hanshaw with the drums. Scott McNally, the producer. Thanks for being here, guys. Remember, IamMutant.com, supporting the show. Born Hardcore, IamMutant.com. Go to IamMutant.com. Get your ISO surge, get your all in, and everyone should get on the gear. Use Dusty20, Big Ron20 to save yourself 20%. And remember the Think Big Patreon, keep your producer homed. Scott doing a lot of work with all the shows on this channel. And, uh, you know, all those all those uh, YouTube shorts and Instagram reels and everything that's that's flying. It's going well. So thanks for all that. I love it. And I love that we're stepping everything up with the T-shirts now. I'm looking forward to getting mine. Are we functional on the shirts, Scott? What's going on? Things are going good. Um, we've sold a bunch of them now at this point. No Everybody, yet? What's up? We're getting there. You guys will know when I have the grill. That's that's okay. when we'll have that's officially made it. We'll keep knocking for our share when the grill is visible on the show. We'll be like, we got to go to Detroit. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to need my $17. <laughs> um. So it's it's cool, though. Everybody has given us really good feedback so far. Everybody who's gotten the shirts has said, oh, my God, these are great. You know, because the, the thing is, is T-shirts ever is yeah. what I believe they were saying. Like, they're better than any other T-shirt they've ever had. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but that is very nice. Oh, what I heard. Just yeah. saying. Okay. All right. right. But yeah, it's good to hear that because there's nothing like, you know, spending your hard earned money on a shirt and then not liking it, not wanting to wear it. So these are good. I put my seal of approval on them, which I'm pretty picky when it comes to shirts. So they got to be just right. right around the guns, just right around the waist. I know exactly what you mean. There's, oh, yeah. there's, there's a good shirt and then there's a really good shirt. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. we all know that. Hey. Remember, Dusty, like our friend uh, Mike at Iron Asylum uses the good shirts. Yeah, but I like to also determine on each individual shirt what it's for. Like, because you got a good leg day shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there are shirts. If anyone were to pay attention to my vast, vast clothing line when I go to the gym, you're pretty much going to realize I wear three shirts on Sunday. Okay. Two shirts on Monday. I mean, it's just the way it is. I've recently, you know, just... You start discovering. I'm still. I, I tried to get. I tried to cut a boat neck the other day. Mm. Did you really? Mm. Didn't work. Mm. I just wanted so to dusty. see, but I got the angle wrong. And then oh. I, I started trying to get it lower. It yeah. was a disaster. I needed you wrong. So, so here's how I see Dusty dressing. He's one of one of three different workout shirts. Um, I've I've seen Dusty in the gym with a hoodie on. I've seen that. Look. I've seen Dusty in the gym with a giant T-shirt that's like a leg day shirt. Yep. Right. Favorite. And then Dusty wears um, the Dusty Cut shirt. Yep. There's that. And Which and there's two versions of the Dusty Cut shirt. I'm not sure if it's body part specific or it depends on how fat he feels. But he no. sometimes <laughs> has a tank top under the Dusty Cut. That's fat. Have like a tight wife beater 
That's yeah, a fat that's day. Fat. Is that? that's that's a, I mean, I don't know if it was like a certain body part. It's not like a day. It's this is when you're in a fat. Okay, it's the majority of my life. Okay. Every day. Every day. Yeah. There's just you know what's great, and actually this happened today. I was trying to show Nikki where to stand in a mirror so that I could get a better angle for a video. Cause we're trying to actually like get better Instagram content. Okay. Yeah, so I, know. I show her and I kind of like, so I go up and I'm like, you stand right there, get this angle. So she gets it right. And then she shows it to me and I go, Oh fuck. And she goes, I didn't do it right. I go, no, I'm just fat. I was just mad at myself. You yeah, you're right where you need to be. <laughs> just right? having a crisis. <laughs> I just realized I'm still fat yeah. and I really didn't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I lost so, 10 pounds. So know, I thought I was getting leaner. <clears throat> yeah. You have that moment and you're like, oh, no. And uh, yeah, so that was that, was that situation. And, and today I was without the undershirt. So you just had the big cut shirt on. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, to anyone else, I'm sure it's fine. But I just laughed because I don't know how you guys carry your fat, but my back is where the majority of my fat is. So, like, you can't really see much detail. It's it's just meh, you know? And I'm like, I, a big wall. I didn't realize it was quite that soft still. That's the front lies to me. I got veins right, coming up my right. abs. I got <laughs> veins all in my legs. I'm like, I'm in pretty good. No. Like eight weeks out. No. And then you see yeah. yourself from the back. You send Chris a back double and he's like, I'm not helping you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's not going to work. So yeah, yeah that was yeah. my, my moment. But the good news is when she did it, I was like, well, she's where she's supposed to be at 14 weeks out. I am behind. Nice. Um, yeah. She's, she's coming along. Eh? The, the quads are like showing up now to the party, like big time. Ooh, They're like, oh, nice. hello. Yeah. She you know? did this. Ron's got this secret diet technique. Sorry for blowing up your uh, business, Don't but where you stop losing weight and just get leaner. Where she's in that <laughs> phase now. Like she, I asked her the other day when she took a picture. I'm like, "Where's your weight at?" And she goes, "Oh, same as last week." And I'm I'm watching as we're filming the video, and I'm like, "You're not the same as last week." <laughs> yeah, you're, you're blatantly leaner. So I don't know what he does. I don't look, but anybody who wants to get ready for a show while gaining muscle and getting leaner, call Ron. You're hey, hey, I'm out. just making you money. I just <laughs> you're leaving out. You're leaving out the genetic component, which I have nothing to do with, and that yes. Nikki's is just a, a freak, just sitting waiting to just you know like come out of the cocoon and do another show. That's what we're dealing with here. It I really has nothing to do that. with me or the chicken and rice diet that I've got her on, which is I definitely realize that though. When you forget <laughs> that someone hasn't competed in forever, and like when we first <laughs> yeah. got together, like she was barely like she went to the gym, but she wasn't training. Yeah, 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 she was working yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, you know. So as you're seeing more and more muscle, I'm like, I don't know why she's stronger. I'm like, I got three fifteen on deads for fifteen. I'm like, could have been that. Could have been that. Yeah, could have been that. Could have been that. But it's probably. I realized too. She's extra tough too. I mean, she's got two kids. She lives with you. Um, there's a Bare, lot of discipline said. and patience, and you know a lot of that stuff. So yeah, we're yes. excited. We're excited for all the shows coming up. Yes, um, you know, one in particular. Yeah, 2024 Arnold is looks like. I mean, the next big thing is there. There's no other pro shows before that, is there? There's no like a smaller show anywhere. I that we're just the Iron Man. Oh about. wait, that was 99. Sorry. Yeah, they're good old days. <laughs> You mean the Flex Pro? Oh no! Wait, you mean the uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so this is what we got for the Arnold so far. Now, how much bigger is this lineup going to get? Are they adding many more people? I don't think they'll add any. Yeah, I mean, that's so let's really look at like streamlined it lately. You know. Yeah. Okay, so who who in this is? First of all, hotties there. So you've got a Mr. Olympia at the Arnold, which yep. is always exciting because it doesn't happen a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's like Dexter hopping in the Arnold. Like, you know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, it's a Mr. Olympia. So you just got to put him at the, the, the top of the chain and say, this is like technically the guy to beat. Yeah, for sure. So you've got Hottie, Samson, and Andrew which to me, that is your top three in order, assuming everyone is, right. you know, rolling by right through. Yeah. Right. The same way we kind of predicted the Olympia. We kind of went, well, technically, these guys all beat these guys this year, so they should land like this, right? Yeah. yeah. Which and is that a could, safe. Bet. I mean, okay, so we, we had Samson. We had Andrew Jacked last year, right, going against each yep. other. But yep. and then we had Nick Walker. So Nick Walker was kind of like the odd man out. Now yep. we have Hottie M. Sampson and Andrew Jacked. I wonder how I wonder how Hottie is going to change the perception of the lineup. Do you know what I mean? Not just mm. how is he going to affect it, but how is he going to affect right. how the judges see what what the best is on stage that day? Well, he's I think he's going to be the conditioning standard as he normally mm. is. Yeah. Yeah, it's poured right. concrete I mean, right there. If yeah, it's 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 um I mean even last year when they sort of said that everyone was a little off at the O, yeah. Hottie was still like I still still thought Hottie was, you know, kind of overall kind of maybe the best conditioned of that group. I mean, Derek had, you know, the better glutes and the with the better, you know, a little more detail in the back, but then Hottie's pecs are crazy and all that stuff. So it was close, but um I mean, I think that when Hottie stands on that stage, it, it's it, they're gonna they're gonna have to put him front and center to start with, mm-hmm. and yeah. obviously, like we've all seen guys where we're not quite sure what version of them is gonna show up, you know. But yeah, that's not him. Hottie, we kind of <laughs> we kind of know it's gonna be like hardcore as possible, and it's gonna be you know crazy thick and shredded, and you know, I mean, him and Hottie don't miss. So um, I expect Hottie to be pretty tough to beat here the the factors that you have to consider are the trajectory that samson has been on for the last i guess two right. years and 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 also andrew jacked i mean so young for a like his bodybuilding age is so young yeah. that it's frightening to think that he's possibly still figuring things out a little right right is that even yeah. is that you know like that's mind-boggling to be at that level and still sort of like a little bit unsure what we're going to see. It could be like, oh, geez. Like he still has yet to hit his best front double bicep, in my opinion. Like he hasn't figured out how to hit that pose yet. (laughs) (laughs) These little things where you're like, there's room for scary improvement, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I I think that's pretty, that's a pretty hard top three. I mean, size-wise, frame-wise, um, I mean, obviously, Samson and Andrew would be the biggest guys in the show. You know, yeah. they're both really, really, really big. You know, they're not five nine and big. Yeah, they're like, like Andrew Jack. I got in the elevator with him last year, 
And I mean, I'm, I'm a big dude. I mean, I'm six foot one, maybe. And like, you know, wide. And I just thought this guy's, he's like a, like it made me feel like I was, I mean, I'm probably only an inch shorter than him, yeah. but like just so huge. I was like, oh man, this is, and then, you know, talking to Samson, you're like, this is a really big guy. Like, this guy's bigger than Dorian was right. Dorian was five ten. This guy's six foot. Yeah, you know, right. Dorian was two sixty five. This guy's two eighty five. Like, it's like, you know, it's a lot of people just looking at pictures and video. And we we're fortunate enough we get to go to these shows and run into these guys and you know appreciate exactly what's going on on like a, a you know close up level. So, you know, some people say, "How could you not mention this guy? How could you not mention that guy?" And it's like, well, sometimes you you've been around these guys. You're like, nah. This is. Uh, I think what's weird when you're there live. Go I gotta bring something up. Remind me. Okay, okay, you just okay. triggered something I thought of from the last episode. Okay. So, good. Okay. Good, good. Okay. Okay. Um, I was gonna say though one one thing that that even for me changed at the Olympia was realizing the gap between Hottie and Derek and third place. Like right, it was it was bigger than I realized. Even coming in, obviously, you know, we had some fun with our with our picks, but I mean, overall, everyone kind of really had a pretty good eye of the top three. And Samson had made such enormous changes that I thought that gap was going to be maybe non-existent. Hmm. Right, and and it was. I mean, Ron and I, when they were all out there, I was like, oh, this is a one and two race. Like third is is already decided, but you're not. To second it's not possible um and i just don't know even with the changes they're making that there's enough time to close that gap because hottie won't miss and if samson comes in at his best all time i just don't know about the time and that's where i'm, I'm i always love to know what people's game plan is like you know does he just want to collect as much cash as he can uh, how much is he getting when he wins and Fuad has to toss him extra money for his placings? Like, <laughs> you know, because there would be something to be said for taking some time. He hasn't taken time in the two years he's made his biggest gains. Um, <clears throat> I'm just curious from their camp when they're looking, because I don't feel like Andrew or Samson were going to have the time to close the gap by the Arnold and then they're not gonna have time to close it by the Olympia because the Olympia is moving up into October again as well. You know, these are short, short windows that I don't, even for the genetically elite. Right. You know, that's a you're short wondering, time span. You're wondering when, at what point do you run out of off season as a top level guy? And you're, yeah. you know what I mean? They're just in this perpetual contest prep situation, which also is a bit of a testament to how freaking hard you know, they work and how elite they are. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that guys are making strides like Samson has while constantly in, in, in <clears throat> yeah. pretty much diet mode, you know? So it, it, it's, it's definitely a different world. These guys are, you know, the elite of the elite and um, it's hard to predict exactly what's going to happen. Like what if Samson shows up 10 pounds bigger and in better condition? It's like, with what off season did you do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's not what's going on unless yeah. you okay yeah, um, yeah yeah you know so um yeah well what what about you know so we, so we got that we're going to cement that are we all agreement that that's sort of a probable top three absolutely yes. i think that's a good yeah. call now who else here obviously we see hollings head on the 
on the list here, you know, a good friend of ours, good friend of the show. And, and we're all, I, I assume pulling for James to be at his all time best and, and look of nuts. Course. So, uh, I'm really excited to see that. I know that he's really motivated to be at his best and, um, you know, I, it would be great to see him show up and, and, you know, have everybody be like, this is the best James we've ever seen. That's what I always hope for the guys like that. Mm. That are good friends of the show, you know, for sure. That's what I'm yeah, hoping I, too. I feel like there's like when I when I'm looking at the list now, like the next round of guys gets interesting because Akeem at his best is is just freaky, freaky. Yeah, top um, yeah, top ten Olympian. You know that that can that can change everything. Um, I have felt like for the longest time Justin Rodriguez needs to take a break, hmm. and he just doesn't. Um, so as much as I love his physique, I, I at this point I expect him to come in the way he always does, which is not good enough to fulfill what I think he's capable of. I think that's yeah, a so safe still like, bet. so kind of like a crazy freak that places really well. Yeah, yeah. But but I, but I think but he's a guy can, that yeah. can like he's so good yeah. that I think he's a guy that should be pushing up, and we should be talking about in the top five. And I'm not at this point. I just, right. and, and I, and I said that because of lack of rest. Um, and he did do like, you know, I can't remember who he worked with, but he had like some really good results and then he switched coaches hmm. and then right. he switched coaches again. And I, I don't know him well. I don't know where that came from or whatever. The guys that get me most excited <clears throat> that are falling through here are of course, James, but seeing Jonathan De La Rosa come back last year and look awesome again. Like, and, and I, and I, you know, we're friends, so I can say this out loud. You're friends with him. When he came back, I was like, it's over, dude. You've been gone too long. Yeah. Right. And then he came back, and I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't like, say that out loud. Because right, right. <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> because yeah. I'm a little embarrassed that I said it to myself. I mean, he looked awesome, and I don't know how long he put back into that. But I know it wasn't as long as he's had now, and I'm thinking uh, he's going right. to beat what he was. Plus, one factor that I, I like to point out because I've been on both sides of this is his personal and professional life are in a good place. And when you have those two things and you're in prep, it is a completely different animal. I would not be stunned to see him like right outside of that top three. I mean, mm. it, it could be wild to see him jump up. Because yeah, he, he's one of the biggest people you will ever see in person. Like people don't know that. I've done some events with him, and there'll be. I mean, we did one with Jose, Evan, my. I mean, and we're all like dead nuts off season, so we're just as big as can be, and we all look small next to John. No kidding. Yeah, he shows up just billowing pillows of muscle everywhere. Yeah, his forearms are just. I mean, it's absurd. So he's he's one I of the guys that the next has generation like, sees him and goes, "Oh, yeah. who is this?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like the guy that retires for two years and has 20 inch calves and 20 inch arms. And you know what I mean? Just like permanent. He's been around muscle. for a long time too. I remember, oh. I remember him coming up like as a friend of Victor Martinez, you know, we hear about yeah. Victor mm -hmm. and then behind him. Now, now we hear about, Oh, he's got this buddy, John De La Rosa, who also yep. has that similar kind of crazy looking shape, Dominican looking guy, you know, like same yeah. kind of crowd of people over there in New York. And it's like, I remember when there was a lot of buzz and man, that was a long time ago. There have been yeah. so many bodybuilders that have come up 
and retired since yeah. that time. You know what I mean? Yes. And to think that yes. we're talking about him potentially, like that would be crazy if he were to get into the top five. Is it possible? Man, I would freaking it's, love to see it. It's, oh, it's he's totally got possible. the physique. He's my sleeper for like Man. people going, oh, we, oh, I haven't seen that guy for a while. You know, and then he shows up maybe like, what if he walks on stage at his best ever conditioning? Now we're really in, in trouble. Yeah. Um, because like, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes those physiques that are like really balanced and good and there's no clear dominant body part and then there's no weak body part. Yeah, and, and then none. the person himself, John himself, is a kind of a quiet guy, real nice dude. He's not like ranting and making like viral videos of you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So like sometimes people just look at the list and they're like, oh yeah, but I think that's my sleeper for yeah. like kind of sh- show up surprise people. Now, uh, what about Raphael? I was just gonna mention him. I remember seeing him. I think it was Sorry. at the Arnold the first time that I saw him, and I was just like, holy crap, this guy isn't big. But he's just incredible. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't have any idea where he's going to place, but I can't wait to see him. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, this is a guy who, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, he's not big enough. But then he'll show up at a pro show and win it and qualify <laughs> for the O. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, oh, well, he's going to the O again. So, like, I you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's that type of guy. And I know the criticism has been um, size, like just general mass. Like, I don't yeah. know what his body weight is at on stage, but I just don't care about that anymore. I mean, you know, I come from a generation where we watched Dexter make an entire career out of being 225 yeah. and, um, and win everything. Um, so, you know, I don't really care too much. I just want to see Raphael at his very best because he's insane. So there's also some other exciting guys like Antoine. Antoine's always great. Like Antoine always Mm -hmm. comes out, pumps a crowd. Does probably probably going to be the best posing routine. For sure. That and (laughs) super fun. And I I also just I want to give Antoine a little shout out here because I think he's good for bodybuilding. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. I'm really happy to see him doing this show. I'm really happy to see him invited to the Arnold. Um, You know, he's one of those guys. He's been through hell. And he puts it all out there for everybody. Like I got to tip my hat yeah. to those people who Absolutely. just just willing to just you know put it all to good use, I guess, and maybe try to help others. Absolutely. So I hope that he gets a little bit of that in return. With you know maybe his best showing ever would be nice. Absolutely, yeah, fellow Canadian, you know, got to give him a shout. Yeah, yeah, and he's been around for a while too. You know, I I yeah. remember him doing videos with uh, John Meadows years back in. You know, just I remember him like a long time ago. So it's it's cool to see guys like that who have been around for quite a while. Yeah. Well, and, think, and think of being exciting oh, today. You know, yeah. it's not like just like, oh, we're going to get to see him. He was awesome back in his day. It's like yeah. he's still growing. He's making progress. Yeah. Um, and, and people try to remember, like, um, I mean, I think the first time I saw Antoine compete was 2005. Okay. So, like, he's almost 20 years of competing. Yeah, that's wild. Just think about that. All those junior candidates he won, and then, you know, he banged away at the back of the, you know, kind of near the back of the Supers in Canada for a bit, and he figured his stuff out, beat me in 2012, got the pro card, um, working with Meadows that year. And then, he, you know, he had his trouble, and, yep. you know, things went off the rails for a little while, and then he did the big comeback and qualified for the O. Yeah, that was nice. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> and he's been super open about addiction, which I think I have a ton of yeah. respect for that. Because some guys they don't want to they don't want to be public about that no. stuff. But did the he tear both one, biceps? 
Yeah. Yep. Tore one bicep, and then I think he tore the other one like a year later or something. Came back from both of those just fine. Like crazy. And the number one thing he can do, though, as a recovering addict is to be able to talk about that publicly because, you know, you don't even know how much strength that gives to other people who are in the position where they're like, oh, man, I didn't realize that bodybuilders could have these problems, too. So I have yeah. a ton of respect for him on that level. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to going. You know, um, uh, Emily's coming to the cool. Arnold this year. Yeah, so she's going to be on the trip. I know Dusty always says, "Why are you bringing your woman on these trips?" But we're she's coming this oh, time because we're always out whoring around eating steaks yeah. alone. Yeah, <laughs> with whores. Who? <laughs> I at least say that we are though. Like I, I like to be like you know lie to seem like we're something cool. I tell Nikki, yeah. I'm like, "Well, sorry, we're out with some ladies." She goes, "Anyways, yeah." Um, <laughs> I was I went to a concert. I went to a concert the other night. Went to a show with a friend, and you know I. Just as the you know the band was coming on stage, I took a picture and I sent it to Emily. I'm like, "Kate, show's starting," and uh, you know I was make a joke like about going out to the bar because I'm old. So I'm like, "No fights yet," and then <laughs> she replies, "She replies, and no whores." <laughs> so we got no a good fun. one. No whores. <laughs> Remember, no whores. I'm like, okay, okay, thanks for a reminder. You know, okay. What else we got going on, Scott? You got some we, good questions for us? We, we got a bunch of questions, but you guys are in hot water, first of all, and we need to cover that, okay? So a couple things, Ron. Uh, out the gate, uh, it was not... Let me see if I can find that that particular one. I'll, I'll come back to it. We'll, we'll go to this one first. Uh, Nexilla. So... Everybody, okay. not everybody, but there were a number peop, number of people that were highly disappointed in what you guys had to say. They were like, you guys, look at him. He's incredible. Look at the, the physique he has, and he's basically brand new still. How can you not see the potential in this guy? You, they, they, they listened to what you said, and they think that you're completely writing him off, that he's not anything special, that he's, he's, he has no potential of turning into anything. That's what I think some people got oh. from it. Well, I, I I saw a couple of those comments, and um, you know I think this is a part of the podcasting. You know, uh, you wind up talking about something that you didn't have on the agenda, so you maybe chat sideways about it for thirty seconds. You don't quite go into depth. You know, you, you you're sort of talking in reference to something else that you were talking about, and yeah. I, I get what they mean. Um, I think too, uh, people got to remember, like, yes, he ha- he is unbelievably massive with crazy muscles um he could use some balance here and there if you're going to nitpick but that's what we do we're these guys are the best of the best we nitpick them you know that's just the nature of it um but i i think that it's also just like we're a little jaded we've seen a lot of guys come along that had crazy potential you know we've seen guys come up where we're like man this guy's mass is nuts if he just gets this in or whatever and then I think just so many times we just don't really see the guy again. Yeah. Like they maybe just never quite get it together, do a couple shows, they move on. Um, and I think that it's just us being a little jaded. Like it takes more than just sort of like, you know, I mean, he did a quick appearance. He got his pro card and then he did the pro show and got second to Samson. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of it. I'm like, okay, well, let's see how this season goes. Right. Let's see how right. this season goes. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, he could make massive step ups. Like I know he's got Cormier helping him to a degree. I mean, Cormier was in his corner the last, like I saw pictures with him anyway. So, I mean, Cormier's not a dummy. They're going to do what they can to get him at his very best. He's exciting. He's exciting. I guess maybe I'm just old enough that I don't have a lot of excitement left. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just like I said, say, I, I I rushed out to buy boron and vanadyl sulfate back in the day. It takes a lot to get me excited about a new supplement, you know. So I, I was going to say that it's it's I I, I think you kind of nailed it, Ron. Is it's not that we're not. I mean, obviously he's ridiculous, but I I feel like when you're doing podcasts, one of the things that you're trying not to do is just parrot the obvious. Like what do you want me to say? He's got big legs. You have eyes. He is a freak. Like he is an obvious good other podcast. You know, it's just you know, it's one of those things where to me, it's like all I'm saying is I want to see how it stacks up over time with other guys. Um, and repeatedly, like I love, yeah, that's you, you just nailed it. I love to see the ones that can last a long, long time. You know, that was my. And again, I'm, it's not like, oh, I don't think he can. The only thing I've seen so far from him was awesome. Yeah. You were awesome. But, you know, it, it really does come down to wanting to see over time because there's a guy where you're looking going, well, what needs to be better? And, I mean, obviously we know he could bring his upper body to match, but it's like realistically that's a, that's a much uh, – taller task than people try to act like it is like do you think that's that chris is going to show him how to do a barbell row like right, right. you know right. he is already doing all these things and i'm sure he'll make drastic improvements in those things so it's not a shot on that it's yeah. just the greatness is obvious so i don't really feel a reason to comment if you look back we didn't start going on about samson until he did it twice he blew up for the Olympia, and we're like, oh, cool. Then when he came into the Arnold, it was like, oh, well, like, I didn't have Samson winning the Arnold when he won. You're like, wasn't even in the back of my mind. Then he makes a huge jump again, and you're like, okay, this is absurd. Now, yeah. now we're leading into the Arnold again this year going, well, Samson could gain 10 more pounds. I mean, which yeah. is completely ridiculous to say. But <clears throat> again, like you were saying, Ron, the track record says – the trajectory is not slowing down. So that's yeah. the only the only thing I think people missed is because he's impressive as is, and if he never gets better, he's a threat to win any smaller show. So yeah, he is beyond impressive. But it's just I don't like to just go tossing in. Like it's very popular in our sport to look for a new winner. Right. Oh, that yeah. guy's the next Ronnie. No, he's the next him, and I think he's going to put on a hell of a show and have a great career. But there is no next Dexter. There's no Dex Ronnie. They're just the next guy doing what he does. So it's exciting for sure. <clears throat> I'm also glad to see him not jumping into some crazy show right out the bat. Because hmm. um, we do see a lot of that. Guys just jumping in. Um, I think a guy that won the Arnold Amateur is doing the Arnold this year. <clears throat> and he trains out in uh, in Arizona. And I don't know him personally. But I'm like, that water's too deep, dude. Mm. It's a bad decision. Like if I was in his right. corner, I'd be like, don't do this. There's nothing good comes out of this. If you get, you know, third from last, like you're you're not in that mix yet. So I don't see the point. Um, right. But again, that's just my opinion of those things. I'd rather be like, go into a smaller show, get the top three, win, who knows. Yeah. But, right. you know, I, I just don't know if people who haven't been around the sport really understand when you're there, the difference. I've been to every level show there is. And when you go to the Arnold and you go to the Olympia and the top group comes out, they're all ridiculous. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that people need to see in person, kind of one of the experiences that you can't get watching shows online or, you know, being just a massive fan digitally is, um, <clears throat> is that, you know, we see guys like Raphael or, or whoever um, do a pro show and win it. Right. Like, man, that guy killed that show. Right. Yep. Right. <clears throat> and then they stand in like a lineup with the top five Olympians and you're like, what a cavern between. Oh yeah, like Hottie and Derek and you know the top group of guys and the really great guys that kicked everyone's ass at other pro shows. Yeah, and yeah. and when you see it in person, you're like, oh, like yeah, there's because you know sometimes you look at photos and you're like, how did they pick the top five? This is a great lineup. But then yeah. when you're there in person, you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty clear. That guy, that guy, that guy, top five, like. Like there's yep. so much more mass on them or whatever. Like, the, you know what I mean? So I think that's one of those things. And uh, people, people get caught up in that a little bit, but when you're there and you see it in person, it's, you, you, it helps you understand bodybuilding better. And I, that's why I tell everyone, like, if you could ever get a chance to go to the Olympia or the Arnold, like do it, it'll, it'll change how you view everything when it comes to like actual bodybuilding contests, you know, that's I my take a step further anyways. just because you said that, and we have a lot of this going on in the States. I don't know how you have it. <clears throat> you guys seem to have a better path, Ron, than we do here. But I really feel like more amateurs need to go to the to nationals, go to the USA's, right. go, go as a fan to these shows. Because I really, I, 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 that jump also is freaky. You know, I had been to the USA's like three or four times before I ever qualified. And yeah. when I qualified and someone said, are you doing the USA or the nationals? I laughed because mm -hmm. I was like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. yeah. And it was because I've sat five rows back from these guys and went, I, I look very good for a regional level bodybuilder. I look terrible for a pro qualifying bodybuilder, you know? Right. So I think that, you know, like you said, Ryan, I completely agree, but just to hit for our, a lot of our viewer or listeners are absolutely on that path. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's awesome to do. Cause it also gives you a place to pace yourself and watch. And because then when you do look in the mirror and you are ready, you'll know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I can stand yeah. with those guys. It'll yeah. elevate you. I, I mean, I went and saw the nationals. <clears throat> I saw two Canadian nationals before I ever did them. I saw one when I was 15, which like changed my life. And then I saw one the year before I did my first nationals. Like I said, I qualified, could have gone. It was in my hometown. Everyone was telling me it's only 10 more weeks on the diet. And I'm like, no, nah, it's 10 weeks off season for me. I'll be sitting in the front row watching the show. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I watched the heavyweights because there was no supers at the time. Showing my age, nineteen seventy-three. <laughs> I sat there and I, I watched the heavy that watched the heavyweights, and I was like, I could maybe make the top five here. So then I was like, so with another year of hard work, I want to be in this mix and smashing some of these guys, and so that was my goal. But the mindset, like you know, seeing it from whatever you know, I was really close, whatever row I was in, five or three or whatever, seeing it, um, it really was it locked in the mental like you know some people like you said if you've never seen it up close sometimes you just don't get how far behind or maybe mm -hmm. how great you actually measure up 
So, you know, especially when people are spending thousands and thousands of dollars, like you see people that have like mortgages and kids and all this important stuff. And they're like, I'm going to go to Toronto and do the nationals. Right. And it's like, okay, that's great. Like, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. I'm not going to tell you how to invest your time. And I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. But I, as a bodybuilder, when I was doing that, I make damn sure that if I'm spending thousands of dollars to go to nationals, I'm a threat because there's no way I want to waste four grand to go to Toronto and get my butt kicked. That would have just sucked. So I didn't go to nationals until I was looking in the mirror going, I could win this. Right. Because I was just so hell bent on not wasting any time. And it wasn't an experience for me. It was like an absolute goal. Right. It wasn't just to see how like, oh, see how this goes. I was like, so yeah, that's definitely something that changes your perspective is seeing it up close before you do it. Oh, yeah. What else we got, Scotty? All right. We got a bunch of listener questions. I'm going to jump to those real quick. And then I I had another uh, retraction for a little bit later. I'll pull up. (laughs) I have a retraction too. (laughs) Do you? All right. It might be the same one. Hey, it's so dusty. When measuring your foods, do you use raw foods or cooked weights? I use cooked. I always have. How about Um, you, Ron? Yeah, cooked. Cooked. Because I cook in bulk. Yep. Me too. I, I I get the I get the measure so I get the measure raw thing like, but it is not. It's if you you're cooking, how do I put this? The people that say oh you got to measure your food raw to get real weight because you might cook your chicken more one day than other days and then it's mm-hmm. it, you dry it out more so now it weighs less so now you can eat more of it or you might overcook your potatoes so now you wind up having more potato because of the way you weigh it like that sort of thing, but. Yep. But my answer to that is, aren't you a bodybuilder? Aren't you super consistent? Don't you do things exactly the same every day? There's the answer to your question. Just cook your rice exactly the same all the time. And then you just can measure it cooked. Cook your chicken exactly the same all the time. You don't have to worry about it. Sorry, Dusty. I I cut you off asking Ron. What what, what was your thoughts though? That's basically this. I mean, that's the same mentality that I see, which is, You know, and and to steal something Ron has said a million times, we're worried about that, but then completely off on things that really, really matter, you know, because these are, and again, I'm, I'm creating stories, but a guy who's arguing with me about cooked versus uncooked food, uh, stays up three hours late to watch a movie tonight and then (laughs) sleeps in like when you like ron said if you when i was bodybuilding trying to turn pro or as i put on my day was groundhog day yeah i went to bed at the same time i woke up at the same time everything was the same like it became a joke with my youtube videos and stuff for fun but like i used to use sugar-free syrup i didn't weigh it i put it on the exact same way like right i guarantee you there were a few more grams this day or that day you know, it, but it wasn't a huge deal. I didn't measure my sodium from the, sh- the low sodium soy sauce. I eyed it in about the same every day and it's fine. I just think that that's one of those things like it comes down to chances are you're somebody who has a life, some way you're paying your bills and it's just faster to cook your food in bulk. I used to, I mean, now I, I have a luxury of being home more, but I used to cook. 
I started at six days at a time. Then I just realized the food tasted like garbage and I was eating sawdust by the fourth and fifth day. So then it just became twice a week for the longest time. I had my routine of both of my off days a week were cook days. Okay. Every single week. Exactly the same. Measure it out. Simple to go. So it's not perfect, but I just think it's more sensible. And yeah. I can say as particular as I was about bodybuilding, that difference was not the biggest variance in my career where I was like, ah, I never looked back at a show and said, if only I had measured that cooked or uncooked yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I've, I've never seen someone in unbelievable condition and thought that it was because they cooked their food raw or measured yeah, raw. Either. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it, it's hardly anyone does that. I've met guys that are like, "Oh no, I cook every rice meal separate." Yeah, yeah. I like, asked- no quarter quarter cup dry rice, and then <clears throat> yep. set that aside for one meal, and then cook another quarter cup, and then set that like. Uh, you can go down a rabbit hole with that too, because yeah. if you really think about it, depending on how much water is in your rice after you cook it, it's going to mm-hmm. weigh different, or it's going to sit in your measuring cup different. I and asked Shelby about rice. that one time, and I was yeah. like, "Shelby, what do you think about this?" He's like, "You know." just don't overthink it. Cause I had a client who was asking me like, should I measure it dry? And you know, cause I'm thinking I'm going to mess things up. And Shelby's response was, well, it works for people that I work with at the Olympia level. So it'll probably work for him too. <laughs> you <Right>. know, just <laughs> you cook the food, you scoop yeah, it out, yeah. boom, you're done. Yeah. You, know, you got to do is watch an old J video. He pulls like, pulls up yeah. a tub, a tub out of the fridge. Yep. Scoop some rice out. It's like, oh, okay. Problem solved. Jay's doing it. Let's go. Not yeah. said. Yeah. If it works for Jay. Yeah. It'll work for us. Works for I think. Yeah. yeah. It's going to come out it, as my, as I like to say, it all comes out in the wash. Yeah. You yeah. know? All right. So uh, what was your, what was your uh, retraction, Ron? Oh, I had a laugh because during the Barbarian Brothers uh, <laughs> episode, I accidentally said Richard Mole, who was Jaws, but it was Richard Keel, of course, which I knew. And Richard Mole was Bull, the bailiff on Night Court. And I was a fan. Both those guys were great. They were yeah. both super tall actors. But Richard Keel is a legitimate giant. He's actually passed away now, but he actually had giantism. And I believe Richard Mole, the um, Bull from Night Court, uh, was just a really tall guy. But but yeah, they were both uh, good actors, and uh, I can't, I got their names mixed up. And and as soon as I did it, I knew I was like, oh, that was Richard Keel. And then I read that uh, some like two other guys, three other guys spotted. Oh it yeah, there was like it. five. No, I that's Richard Keel. There's like five yeah, people at this point. Idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, I had to. Uh, I was like, I got to issue a retraction over this so incorrect. I have last to name. ask on your retraction. What is the difference between a really tall guy? And so with giantism, as you called it. Well, Richard Richard Keel is a legitimate giant, so he's got a pituitary gland that's like way too big, and his he had like the the kind of the features, the big forehead, the sort of you know different looking structure in the face, true giants, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, custom shoes like you know size twenty plus. You start to get into like this sort of stuff, right? Um, uh, so yeah, legitimate giantism is like a growth hormone production thing, right? Uh, genetic right. disorder. So there's a difference. And then some guys are just really tall and they play basketball, you know, yeah. <laughs> and they're rich. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then giants also because of, you know, giantism and like massive amounts right? of GH usually die pretty young. Yeah. Their hearts yeah. are really overgrown and yeah, that sort of thing. They don't tend to live too long, you know? 
So, <clears throat> all right. Now that we so if they get to rap with the Barbarian Brothers, it makes their life more full. Yeah, yeah. The dude was on TV and everything else. Big. Yeah. <laughs> So God, that was so bad. That was amazing. That's our new theme song. We had a lot of people so say bad. that. <laughs> we got to take. Can you lift the audio from that? Oh, can I'm you? sure we can. Oh, oh sure we that can. could become Filter our theme. Figure it out. Music. Clean it up. They have send, a, it to, um, send it to a producer to like elevate the bring the bring the vocals out and make it really good. I can do that. I can do all of that. Can do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You're, we have a producer for that. But the, I know. Yeah, I just saw it. He'd, he'd outsource it. You know, because he's too busy doing other things. Yeah. That's all. They, and they have like a, a produced version of that song in the Think Big movie where they're over the road truckers. Right. Yeah. I watched the intro scene. That's about all I got through. It was like 10 minutes long. I'll okay. So my mission for Scott is to find a good audio version of that song. And somehow we have we to try it. to use it without any copyright infringement. Do you think yeah. it's a small enough song that no one really owns cares. it? Nobody will know. Yeah, yeah nobody will know. Like, this can't actually. Yeah, no one's making money on that song. That's right. Fine. <laughs> it's not on Spotify. We're fine. Yeah. All right. How about this one? So this isn't from our thread. By the way, guys, if we could use some questions for the next episode. So be sure to comment with questions for the next episode on YouTube. Plus all the likes and comments, all that stuff. You guys are doing a freaking great job by helping to boost our shows up. This is not from that, though. This is from our uh, Think Big Facebook group. Matt posted this, and I wanted to bring it to you guys. Uh, everybody in the group was cool. We gave him some good insight, but I wanted to turn to you guys, too, and get your thoughts. So he says, hey, guys, uh, this is my first time posting here. I'm wondering if anyone has tried the carnivore diet and has any tips or results. I'm keen to give it a crack, but I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know much about uh, slash keen to hear people's results. Since he's using words like keen and give it a crack, I'm going to guess that he's from the UK. Yes. That goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, well, I, mean, I, I have not done that. Um, and, and simply put, I just never saw the point in starting a diet, e even when I was retired, that I couldn't just do. I just that's always been the most simple thing I learned in bodybuilding is if it's not something you can do long term yeah. with your lifestyle, I don't want to do it. Um, and I haven't seen anything where you've looked at data that says you should do this for sure. You know, I can find data that shows it's good, you know, um, but there's nothing that's like I, I feel like at the end of the day, if nothing, if something's not proven to be absolutely better for me. I don't want to even shift my life around and make it happen. You know, there's right. no reason. Like if somebody, if somebody could prove to me that rice was hindering my health, I will stop eating it. But until then it's fine. You know what I mean? Right. So that's yeah. my terms of reasoning. I, I, I don't slow down for any non facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, so that type of thing, like I, I wouldn't, I, I totally agree. It's the sustainability and ease. Even as a bodybuilder, I always chose the easiest, least stressful way to eat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Aceto would say, uh, have some potatoes or some rice. Like, let's yeah. do potatoes or rice. And I would just go, which is already in the fridge. Right. Rice. There you go. 
So there's my answer. Like yep. I put zero thought into that stuff, right? <laughs> and 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 um, so if you said, hey, here's a new diet, but you can't eat any of this or any of this or any of this or any of this, I'm like, what do you mean I can't? I've successfully eaten everything and been in great shape. Yeah. Right. Like I, you know, you should see, I, I literally ate like quite sizable amounts of crap every single day for the last 10 days. And I still essentially look identical because right. I managed it with, you know, damage control and activity levels and the odd stretch of no carbs, you know, like, <laughs> like, well, I pigged out last night. So I have like no carbs for three meals the next day and like just didn't care and like, and just managed to hold my weight. It's pretty much the same now. And right. so that's sort of proof to me that there's no like you have to eliminate this entire type of food or anything like that. I, I think that with my knowledge now, like, you know, the it fits your macros. We don't really like to, it, you know, there's a lot of problems with it when you just let people free freestyle their macros completely. Right. You know, and they wind up eating Oreos for their carbs and fats. It's so there's there's sometimes stuff like that. But I think that a certain level of experience i could probably get in great shape with no rules other than macros because i'm so aware of my body and all that you've done it for but so long done know? it for so long so when someone says like you know the carnivore diet and eliminate all carbs i would have to see like hard data that i was going to live longer or something like that like yeah I think he's just trying to figure out how to get in shape too. I think that's what yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, you hear, oh, keto works. So maybe I, maybe that's my ticket, you know, or, or carnivore, well, you know? Yeah. Well, there's some value in maybe trying it with like, I mean, you know, I think sometimes too, the mistake with diets like that is people think, okay, I'm a carnivore now. And they literally say like, I'm going to be a carnivore now for the rest of my life. Like, and then of course, yeah, you're like in a, a gang. lot to take on. <laughs> yeah. You're in a gang, but. I don't see anything wrong with like, I'm going to do this for like four weeks and I'm going to see what happens and document things and maybe I'll change it up or whatever. That's a, a healthier way to approach it. But sort of going all in on big, huge trends that aren't really backed by like, you know, tons of real data yet. I think that's a mistake. So plus just work backwards. Um, and this goes for not just like choosing diets, but in general, uh, there are certain things, for example, like you've said a million times, Ron, and I'm the same way. What kind of digestive problems do you have? I'm like, none in my entire career. What do you mean? Well, if I ate something and I felt off, I just never ate that again. Yeah. Like, I, had, I had a full serving of broccoli literally in 2009 with a meal, and I got really bloated. And I was like, oh, I don't like broccoli. And then at another point in my career, I did it one more time, bloated again. I go, oh, broccoli doesn't work for me. And that was the end of it. Like, right. I don't understand people who it's like they're trying to force broccoli down. Yeah. You know, or or if they like I've had clients and, and I and I am with you, Scott. Like I've done a lot of you know, the low fat fish in my career. I really saw a difference. And I've had clients go, I don't like fish. I'm like, cool, then we don't eat it. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't care. It's not the only way then to I'm do it. Do, yeah. Then we're gonna do this other really low fat item called chicken breast. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, protein powders. So just keep those things in mind, because I do feel like anytime you're choosing a diet, I had a conversation last night at the uh, cigar bar during um, a guy was asking me about he, he's he's lost like 80 pounds. OK, he's now reached a point where it's not just losing weight anymore. 
you know, he wants to ha- have some muscle and he's been doing intermittent fasting as a way to, so he wasn't measuring any of his food. He's just like, you're really not going to screw up in two meals since yeah. he's been fasting all this time. So he can kind of eat whatever, but now he wants more performance. He wants this and that. And he said to me, he goes, okay, so I, 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 my understanding is the protein's high, carbs are low, and fats are moderate. Yeah, yeah. He screamed. <laughs> I was a loud one. Um, but, you know, so the, the factor is, is just that they're, and I said, no, that's not necessarily the case. Oh, so carbs should be high and fat. I'm like, no, no, no. Doesn't matter. I agree with the protein side because you want to maintain or build muscle mass. The other two things, I just want you to do math. What's easier for your life? What feels better? You know, I like to look at a plate of food when I'm dieting, which means greens and rice filling my plate makes me happy. (laughs) I do not want to have a tablespoon of oil, but mathematically it's fine. So if you really just don't like to eat very much, you want to eat that and have a scoop of oil and call it a day. Great. We're fine. Yeah. So just, just factor those things in too. Cause I really do think when someone says I'm going to try the carnivore diet again, give it a roll, but make sure it's functional. I did the same thing with red meat. I like red meat. And I said, I want to see what happens if I just eat red meat always. And like I have egg whites and stuff, but as far as my meats and I just did my blood work every four weeks for a while just to see what would happen. And I was like, Oh, nothing happened. And I like it better. Cool. I'm going to do that. All right. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, that was the science behind the whole thing. I was like, I don't know what will happen. So I'm just going to test. And as long as my blood work says that I'm fine, then I'm fine. And it, yeah. and it was. And I've had a blood work, you know, another panel done six months later. And I literally rarely eat anything white meat anymore. I just don't really love it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're healthy. So that's cool. It's just more expensive. But that's fine. I, nice. I, I want to touch on something it might be slightly off the topic, but it's more of a general thing. Dusty Dusty mentioned it. I remember Bill Bird did a bit on joining a group. Who joins a group? Right? You remember that bit he did? Just going yes, off I love him, people. By the way. Yeah, and <laughs> yelling at me. And I, yeah, yelling at me. Join a group. I gotta join a group. I need to need to need to talk to people um, that are just like me. Like he had this real cynical take on joining groups. But I I, I think that it's it's um, it made me laugh because we do we do see especially with social media a lot of people. I mean, there's there, there's a bit of a problem with the newer generation always wanting to identify with a group. And always yep. wanting to be part of a group. It's kind of a cultural thing. I I have always tried to not be in a group. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean, you know, getting a newsletter or something, but I, I just, you know, people, <laughs> like, when people say, what are you? I'm like, well, I'm a guy that has a lot of interests and I do these things. Whereas other people, you say, what are you? And they can give you a definition immediately. Bodybuilder. Yeah. 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 That's a big one. I'm bodybuilder. Um, or or whatever this new generation though, I think it's all every, everybody, you know, when you're younger, we're all looking for our sense of identity. Yeah. You know, I think think what it comes down to, I think we just see that it's been a bit magnified by social media because everyone Mm. wants like a group. They, you know, even put it in their little, little bio, the the groups they're a member of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is something that, you know, it's wired into us, right? It's like has to do with evolution and all that stuff. But I, I think we see it in the fitness world a lot. People jumping from trend to trend. Okay, now I'm this. Hashtag. Trend to trend. 
Trend to trend. Yeah. Trend to yes, trend. Ash to ashes. That's, all, that's all I heard. Um, <laughs> trend ashes to trend. To ashes, Wait, trend what's to happening? Trend. It's a new, a new pre-workout prayer we're coming up with. Um, but, uh, you know, when you follow the trends, people do tend to get a lot. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was talking about getting huge. When you follow the trends, um, you know, I, I just, I think it's, you know, be careful, be careful joining these groups uh, when it comes to nutrition and diet. And, um, yep. you know, our old friend Lane would use the word zealots. Yeah. You know, watch yes. out for the zealots. Well, because so. you end up, what you end up with in a lot of those is um, these absolute statements like this yeah. is the right diet. Yeah. This yeah. is the right thing. Don't it was the same for me ever. with, uh, with Harley's. Like I didn't have bikes for a long time again. Then I started buy bought a couple Harley's. I don't own a single Harley t-shirt. <laughs> I do not think there's anything wrong with your Kawasaki, your Indian, whatever that, I don't give a sh- Right. I don't really care you for don't like motorcycles. It guys. doesn't matter. Like, and, and you know, people, why'd you get, Harley? I just like them. Why? I like them. Well, this is better. Cool. Like it does not matter, but it's important because a lot of times, I mean, my dad was, he was the stereotypical, I mean, every black Harley shirt I'd ever seen in the history of the world was in his closet. And I was like, yeah. so you're a Harley guy. I am not. Right. I have right, a couple right. of them, you I know, really and, like them. and you know, but that's it. So I, I agree with you, Ron, especially with things like nutrition, because you find yourself picking sides. You don't even have to pick. Yeah, I was uh, some advice that I heard a while ago and it related to social media was be careful what bandwagons you jump on because you don't want to have to go back and delete embarrassing videos of yourself <laughs> ranting. <laughs> do, do you remember? I, I don't know. That's if it was, point. I don't know if. Oh, it was. I was. I think we might have just been talking to him. Um, it might have been you and I just talking to uh, Rob Bailey. If you remember this, Ron. But uh, one of us asked him if he was still a vegan. And he said, no, but I don't eat meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, I don't want to identify with them because it's become a cult. Mm, He's right. like, I eat within their, what they say, but I am not a vegan. I do not talk yeah. about it. He like, wears leather boots, right? Yeah. A true, like there's these, because he, I remember he told me once that, there's like a purist uh, type of vegan that will like attack you for saying you're oh, yeah. vegan because you're not, oh. well, you have leather boots on. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're there is. Yeah. You have a leather belt. You're a, you're, your car has leather seats. Like there's real purists out there. Right. And, and people see that extreme and maybe they get into something, maybe they get into the carnivore diet or they get into the vegan yeah. diet and they think, Oh, this is great. And then they realize like, Oh, there's like a, there's like a deep end to this, group cult yeah. i don't want to be in that group yeah yeah so it's yeah, yeah. i thought I that was a prime cult. example because he's like i still live my lifestyle the way i set out but i i will not use that word to describe yeah. myself yeah. or how i I'm eat i should say that to describe how i eat yeah I, like i was saying i think this guy is maybe he's newer to trying to get into shape and my thought is is that uh i a lot what i'll do with people and i'm sure i'm absolutely positive you guys will do the same thing is say you have somebody that comes to you and they're not following any kind of diet right now if you just put them on clean foods the chicken right. and rice diet you know use clean foods they're probably going to start losing fat and they might even say oh my god i can't believe i'm eating this much and right. the scale's dropping so i would mm-hmm. start there 
And eventually there are those people that you, you say you remove the carbs and then maybe you, to get really lean, you end up removing some fats. Maybe you're on protein only. Maybe you have gone carnivore. You know what I mean? At that point. Right. And, and by then it makes sense for a period of time. But I bet that if he if he's if he's not on a fixed diet yet, if he just cleans things up all clean sources, get on a fixed meal plan that he'd do all right. You know, he would start making progress and that'd be my thought to do that first. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely agree. Definitely farm grade sources. (laughs) Oh wait, pharma (laughs) with a pH (laughs) with a pH. Oh wait, Uh, we're all about the farms and the pharma. All right. We got a couple more from Patreon. So let's just try to make sure we get through these. Um, He just told us to hurry up. Yes, we got, we got, we're low on time, <laughs> You're but we want, sure, we want to make sure we cover these. So uh, King Kamali posted uh, about shock days today. Once a month, you take one exercise for one muscle and you do five hundo reps for that one exercise and however many sets it takes. He called it shock days to shock the muscle into new growth. Thoughts on something like this? From no. Kyle. Um, yeah, so there's, I, I got like two takes on this. Um, one is that I think things that make training fun and exciting and maybe someone's super motivated to do them. I, I have to like, make sure that I give credit to the value of that. Cause I remember being a young bodybuilder and reading about the eight hour arm workout in muscle mag. Later became Rich Pianis because he took it from Muscle Mag, right? But I remember reading about the eight-hour arm workout. We were so excited to do it, and we did it. We did the eight-hour arm workout. We packed all our shakes, and we went to the gym at 9 in the morning, and we trained all day long. We did eight-hour arm workout, and we measured our arms the next day, and they were bigger because they were, like, inflamed. Yeah. <laughs> so we measure, and they're, like, literally, like, over a quarter inch bigger. And you're like, oh, man, my arms grew, right? I just remember all the excitement. And I'm not going to say that that wasn't valuable or, or fun. Um, and then there's also some interesting studies uh, and some evidence about like undulating your volume. You know, like you say you have a weak body part, like you're trying to bring your quads up. And a lot of people think in terms of like the whole year, they're like, well, you know, 20 sets of quads, I'm not going to be able to recover from 20 sets of quads. Okay, well, maybe you can't recover from 20 sets of quads all year. But maybe like you can, week, yeah. maybe you can hit twenty sets of quads a week for like five weeks, and then back off. And if you back off your other volume to make room for all this quad volume, maybe you will see a growth spurt in your quads. And there's been some, I've seen some cool stuff that this might be a cool way to deal with weak body parts. Is really target them. You know, we give yeah. them their own day. We give them a few extra sets. Maybe we really prioritize our splits for our weak body parts. This might be an interesting way to do things, and I'm open to it. Um, so I, I, I say there might be value in like shock type of things, but I don't think one single workout is, is going to magically make everything, you know, more balanced, but I, 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 I'm not going to completely discount it. You know, there's, there's fun and motivation and training hard. And, you know, like I said, sometimes we do crazy stuff just to make our minds harder and there's a value there, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think the, the, the stick for me and why my answer is way shorter than Ron's is just now is because <laughs> No, shut up, Ron. I just I just read well no, because all read I did Ron's exact, bit I out. just read exactly what he said. <laughs> and if I read exactly what he said, then the answer is no. 
Right. There you, you go. Know, okay. Next but, question. Dusty's you know, Dusty smart. When, when you when you expand <laughs> it, you know, far enough, obviously, any any shock will like I do push clients all the time. They say, Hey, I'm out of town. Say they're on a very specific training program. I'm like, pick every piece of equipment in that gym you don't have. And just replace a press for a press, ah, a this yeah. for a that. And I promise you, if you train as hard as you always do, you are going to be wrecked tomorrow. So sore. Oh, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah. And 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 you nailed that. And I agree a million percent with that. It's just um, I wish it were that easy to create new growth the way he sold it. Cause yeah. I would have been a monster. Cause when I was a kid, I was like, you run, what else can we do? You know, yeah. like if somebody told me, okay, if, if you just at the beginning of every workout do 10 sets of biceps, I'd be like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I want my show biceps up, to be bigger. Half an hour early every day. Done. Yeah. 10 sets every of single day. Yeah. Got it. Biceps. You know, so <clears throat> I, I just like to make sure people understand those, those uh, absolutes are always funny to me in bodybuilding. But yes, yeah. doing anything different uh, is going to be, you know, is going to change things. If you ever want to, if you're bored with your training routine, I challenge you to walk in the gym, whatever body part it is, and do your usual workout backwards. Hmm. It'll be yeah, weird. That's, that's, I love that. That's great. I forgot about that. I used to do yeah. that too. Like yeah, just it's just a your- fun thing to do. And all of a sudden when you're going to your, I mean, most of us are, I am definitely the guy who wants to do my heavy stuff first. You want to humble yourself. Do your entire workout and then go do your deadlifts when you're completely annihilated. Right. It's game changing and you are sore the next day. I'm not saying you're going to do it all the time, but it is fun. And I've done that on days where I was kind of like, I'm healthy to train, but I'm, I can tell I'm just not 100% there. Rather than have a crappy workout chasing my logbook that's not going to win, I'm just going to do it backwards. And it's going to be brutally hard and I won't know. If I left any reps, like if I was stronger the time before, you know, so that's fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. So Brian has one. He says, uh, any guidance or how you or bodybuilders, you know, deal with training with ongoing back or sciatica issues? I've had. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I've had. (laughs) I've had. I've had sciatica before. And yeah, that really sucks because it makes like. You know, even like chest supported rows will hurt because you, everything get, you know, you're tensing, you know, you're tensing your core and you're tensing your, your hips and everything to stabilize. So it's really hard to get away from, you know, you can't just not do barbell rows mm-hmm. and, you know, even doing your pull downs and stuff, you feel like, you know, every time you come down and you contract, you feel like the shoots down your leg or whatever. I've had like bad sciatica that was really interruptive of my training and it usually had to do with. Um, hip flexor issues. Yep. Um, glute uh, tightness, IT band, all that. It's just like something's a mess down your leg. And usually IT or quad. It's usually not what you think. Most people with sciatic issues are like, oh, something wrong with my glute and hamstring. Yep. That but was it's me. like, ah, yeah, no, it's, it might be your quad. It might be your calf pulling on your quad, which pulling on your IT band, pulling on your glute, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, so there's something he's really got to get worked out, but it sucks, man. Cause it can really interrupt a lot of stuff. You know, you think you can train around, uh, you know, uh, what appears to be a lower back issue, but, um, it can hurt doing all sorts of stuff. It's real pain in the ass. 
I mean, I wish somebody told me that stuff in years ago because I had gone as far as to had seen an orthopedic surgeon to look at my back and get an MRI and got cortisone shots like lined up in this the SI joint, all that kind of stuff. And later I realized that my glutes were too weak. So if I were to strengthen my glutes up and then I think you nailed something with hip flexors, I can't speak for it. We don't know what his situation is, but those two yeah. things, nobody, nobody ever said like, Hey, you got a, an imbalance here. You know, your glutes are too weak. Nobody ever said, Hey, have you tried stretching your hip flexors? Like nobody said yeah. that they're like, yeah, we'll look at your spine and see if we need to do surgery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, why not have started there? And now if any of that, like after I strengthened my glutes and I've told that story here before, it changed everything. And in my ability to stabilize like bent over row type movements got so much better with stronger yeah. glutes and being able to activate them. And now like I started getting a little bit of back pain this past week and instantly I knew I'm like, Oh, I got to stretch my hip flexors. I did that for a day and guess what? It's gone. You know? Yeah. That's what I do in the morning. I get up every morning and my lower back is tight and hurts and I stretch out my hip flexors cause I've been having that hip issue. Oh, and I right. stretch out, especially my right hip. I get up in the morning, my back is tight. Like, it feels like I can't even bend over to touch my toes. But I'll hook my foot and I'll stretch it out and lean back into it and get things moving, put the gun on it, get things going through the glute. Yeah. And then, like, literally five minutes later, I'm walking around the house like normal. And Emily will mm -hmm. be like, oh, you woke up, like, walking like a zombie. Then five <laughs> minutes later, you're just, like, walking around the house doing everything. And it's just how I just need to release it. It's so tight every morning. Yeah, I was going to say, the, just to, to help the guy, if you can reach out to anyone locally that knows a great physical therapist, and I yeah. say that because PTs are like personal trainers or like hairstylists, like there's a million of them out there. But if you can find someone that is great, they will probably, and I literally – I mean, my guy, when I was, when I kept pulling my adductor, totally different injury, but I kept having an issue. I reached out, found a guy to go see Jason, who I literally saw every single week from the day I saw him for this first thing. It took him five minutes to work my body around. He goes, you have poor ankle mobility in your right ankle. I was yeah. like, cool. Anyways, my adductor's messed up, dumbass. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to fix your ankle. And then it was gone. Right. Yeah. Now, there are some things where they're going to say, here's the issue, and it's going to take time, and let me tell you what you can do. But right now, you're trying to train around an issue, mm -hmm. and all you got to do is have someone, like you said, Scott, someone to tell you what's actually wrong, which a good PT can literally, they'll put you through motions, do different strength tests on different things. And this is why anybody who's ever followed my, my Q&A very long, a question comes up on something like this, and I go... Call a good PT. If you're in Arizona, go see Jason. He will solve your problem. Right. You are way out of my depth. I couldn't yeah. even remotely cover this, even if I could physically see you, because I don't know what he's testing. But there are ways for them to actually break down exactly where the weakness is in a session if they're good, and then yeah, tell yeah. you how to fix it. And then your whole life has changed. Because, like, look at you, Scott. I mean, you completely changed an issue that was like, damning for the longest yeah, time yeah. and now you even know enough about your body to make adjustments on your on the fly now we're like oh no no this isn't my back this it was crippling before to the point where like oh man i threw it out now i know the next two to five weeks is going to be shit every back day every leg day yeah. you know what i mean that's brutal yeah. that makes me quit <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all right i got one yeah. more from nick 
Uh, he is at Patreon as well. Now he's posted this question a bunch of times. He's looking. Get ready to make a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna warn you guys. I need you to make a funny answer. He wants a funny answer for this one. All right. Oh boy. No. So you got to be think funny. He says, I've got two questions that were missed in previous threads. Fun question for Ron and Dusty. Um, who picks sets and reps? Specifically, how many reps to do? Everyone has heard of 5x5, five 3x10, by 3x8, five, three by three by or 12, etc. But I have never seen a 7x9. It's always the same sets and reps. Where did these come from and why? Um, if you don't, If you don't know... Feel free to make up a good story for the show. I feel like Ron could bullshit something very believably. Maybe it will be the new truth. I think you're going to make a new truth. There. It just needed the Ron's right going to create a I, new truth. Right I've been now. holding this one, Ron, for you for like, he's poor Nick. He's posted this like five times and it's, I've pulled it multiple times. It just never was the right moment. So now you're on be funny and go. Yeah, don't mess this well, up. I, I, I think that then. we've 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 seen. I uh, remember when Hani came out with FST seven. Yes, yes. And he Wait. added the seven sets of fifteen at yep. the end of every workout with a specific exercise. It was like for the weak area of that body part or whatever. Yeah. So it was that FST seven, and um, uh, of course because this was an odd number, it wasn't a three or a four or a five, right? It was an unusual number. Yeah. Um, he was able to get a patent from the U.S. government. On Did he this. really get a patent um, on yeah, that? Yeah. So, so, so anyone else who does seven sets, even if you just do it in your home gym, even if Scott, even if you did seven sets, you now technically owe Hanny money. I technically literally just set somebody up you. on an FST seven for their biceps because yeah, it does yeah. work for a short period of time. So pretty soon, uh, Hanny's AI will be combing the internet for your programs and you will be sent uh, letters of uh, cease and desist um, to make sure that you don't violate his patent. You know, wow. so I, I think that it's because um, it's just like a song. If a song's older than 50 years, it's public use. Right. Right. So if a song's 50 years old, you don't have to, you know, ask permission to use it anymore. I believe 50 is the rule. Is that what it is, Scott? Is 50 I thought it was 100, but maybe is it 100. Right. Well, there's a cutoff. So the three yeah. sets, the four sets, the five sets, these are all old enough that they're now in the public domain and we can all use them without paying a fee to anyone. You know, we don't owe Arnold money if we do five sets of five, right? Right. Um, whereas if you do seven sets of something, you're going to owe somebody, you're going to owe Hanny some money. It's 70. I'm just saying. You know 70, 70 years for you. Music. There you wrong. It is. There you go. Um. <laughs> and I, I think it's the same here. You know, it's uh, there's, a, there's a time where um, it becomes public domain and uh, seven sets of nine is not public domain yet. Someone owns the patent to that. You know, this reminds me. Do you remember? Um, I, God, I hope I'm getting the right movie. But I think it was there's something about Mary. I'm not certain. But the guy was like, he goes, I'm, I'm coming up with an idea. He goes, you know, the the eight minute abs. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, same idea, but seven, seven minute abs. And he yeah. goes, that works out great. Unless someone comes out with six minute abs. He's like, <laughs> six will never work. It's not enough time. <laughs> not enough time. <laughs> I remember hearing that. That was the. I don't know if that's the right movie. So someone is going to crucify me for being wrong. No, but, I. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember the scene, but I don't remember exactly what movie it was. You know. Yeah, yeah me too. I, but it just. That's what it reminds me of because that's what all these are. 
And, and yeah. it is correct. I, I think what's great about this question is that's what bodybuilding is. It's like the six meals. You wouldn't believe how many clients I've had go, is there any way we could do this in five? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't, there's nothing magic about six. Like, right. that's just how we formulate. And actually, I only eat five meals now because I don't want to eat six times. So I just eat five times. And I have four. now that my appetite's kicking up, I'm like, I'll just add a couple ounces of meat to each meal and stick with five. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's yeah. a very valid question. But now, Ron, we have danced around it. Sell us on why we've been doing it wrong all this time and what we've we been, need to been, do. Oh, well, I, I mean, you're not necessarily doing it wrong. You're doing what you're legally allowed to do, Dusty. <laughs> ah, there it right? is. a legality. Yeah, okay. you have to be careful. You don't violate these trademark and copyright infringements when you're working out. Even if no one knows, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you have to tread lightly. You don't want to accidentally do seven sets of something. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? I'm going to just start you know? writing the word ish at the end of every ish. client's thing. Seven ish. Like seven ish. ish. Yeah, <laughs> seven or so, right? You know, or so is always good. Yeah, yeah. Do some sets more than five, less than eight. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And same with right. reps, though. You do have to. It is funny though that we'll be like, because I do write the same rep ranges. It's like eight to ten, twelve to fifteen. It's like these aren't even odd or even numbers necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I getting like a delay? I felt like I was moving slow. It was weird. <laughs> You're good. But anyways, that was a great question. I can't believe you held it for that long. I thought yeah. that was fun. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That was fun. We just needed to set it up right. <laughs> yeah. We had the right time, the right moment, the right yeah. day, and it worked. I mean, and I, and I applaud you guys. You guys. Questions. I had to tell you guys too. Like, listen, I want to prove your professionalism to our audience. Audience, I was like, guys, you got to be funny and go. And they did it. So there's that. Was my answer believable? It's good. It was solid. I like it. <laughs> I believe you. I mean, I'm afraid to do seven sets, not. put it that way. After this, I'm a, I'll be looking over my shoulder in the gym okay. if I'm going to do I'm seven gonna sets. I'm going to send an Instagram message and ask if it's okay if I do seven sets of anything. <laughs> no. I don't even know if we're allowed to um, say the word seven anymore. Yeah, um, right. You, you could screen know. cap that, though, Ron, and have that on your phone. You know, right, in, case in case one of his lawyers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. See, I have permission. Um, I got to ask you guys, is that it for questions? That's it. That's all we got. So so we got to, you know, I know we're at the end of the show here. Maybe it's only the last five minute crew still watching, but maybe it's only the last five minute crew that deserve this conversation. Okay. Oh, boy. What did you guys do for New Year's? Oh, I already Let's know what it. Scott did. What, what did Let's I do? See if I'm right. Let's see if I'm right. Um, Scott walked his dogs at night and then he came home and then he went to bed before midnight. Close. He yes. He fired guns. There's gotta be guns. No, 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 no guns. No, because no I, no, cause the range and the, you know, the, they were, I, I don't even know if they were open, but we were no, busy. No, no, but you're, you're American, right? <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't live where I live. Though. If he lived where I live, you could yard. just shoot your just fire in the air. You're yeah. in Detroit. Yeah. In the air. All the firecrackers going off. No one's going to notice it. No no a couple just pumps. Just the guy that gets hit. A <laughs> couple of pumps for the old yeah. 12 gauge. Yeah. Bird shot in the air maybe off. Yeah, you don't need to worry about. Yeah. So we. Don't we, disappoint me. I want you guys telling me lavish stories of Americanism. 
we finished work. I finished work early ish. So by 7 p.m. we were settled in and we watched a couple of our TV shows, which there's a TV show I want to tell you guys about. And we had previously we purchased a bar of chocolate. So we split tell the bar us of chocolate the and show right now and we split an apple and we went to bed by like 930, something like that. It was those are nice. Split one apple. Yeah, we get these big cosmic crisps. And since we had this, because I told you guys this before, and uh-huh. and you guys had said that that's what, that was like a peasant's meal. That's what I think Ron said, like the whole family. Because <laughs> the dogs like the apple too. So we have to give pieces of the apple to the dogs. You and share they start, one apple amongst four? Talk to my wife. Beans. You got to talk to my wife on this one. Is there a shortage of apples? She doesn't want a whole apple, okay? She's that's saving it. for retirement, big time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to need y'all to bump up the uh, money that you're going into this. <laughs> you're going to die with like $8 million in the bank. Well, the thing you know, is with people. those apples nowadays at the cost of apples, I mean, they're like, it's expensive. You know what I'm it's saying? The $7 apple. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Cosmic Crisp, by the way. Cosmic Crisp okay. is nailing it this year. That sounds and, like it's a juiced up apple. But Oh, it is. They're like, they're, they're on something. They're huge. There's some Incrilex going into that apple. The TV show. <laughs> Um, So you you guys remember the movie Fargo, right? Yes. Yes. So the TV show, each season is different. It's a different scenario. Uh, I watched season one back in the day when it came out, loved it. Season two, like I didn't really get into it and I trailed off and didn't watch it. The latest season, I want to say it's season five or season six, whatever the latest season is, you don't need to have watched anything previously, but I strongly encourage you to watch the latest season of Fargo Give it a minute and you'll it's 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 just so well done. There's like some action nice. in there. There's some definite there's some humor and just there's a, a little bit of artsiness to it. It's just a really well done show. So I strongly encourage you guys to watch Fargo. All right. Yeah. So okay. what about what's what you- Dusty watching in the new year? Uh, so I watch television while I do cardio and Scott's like really close. He's yeah, really wants camera, to know what I'm watching. I showed- um, I showed Dusty some stuff in the office, and I didn't fix my camera properly uh, after that. Yeah. So no, I, but my the reason I'm selling this whole story that doesn't matter is because the the value of the television isn't as high. I just need something to watch while I'm doing cardio. So right. I've been watching Jack Ryan, which is good, but I'm not telling John everyone that's in that, right? Yeah, and it's it's very good, but it's not on the level where you like tell people to go watch it. Okay. Right, There's you're enjoying it, but like, you don't want to be responsible for other people. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely if you're a cardio walker that just watches, and you'll love this, Ron, This you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. So I just decided to do 30 minutes of cardio, five, six days a week, just walking. Well, then I ran into the issue that I, I would be done with my cardio before an episode ended. Then I would start a new episode, or, you know, finish that episode tomorrow, then have to start a new one during it, and it wouldn't allow me to skip the intro. So I'd have to like, while walking, carefully drag it and change. So now I do 42 minutes of cardio because I just watch a full episode. So that right. was how I right. determined it's time to do more cardio. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's, it is actually really good. And I've, I've knocked through, I'm going to finish the fourth season this month just because I watch an episode five, six days a week, you know? Nice. But yeah, right. very right. good. So, but it's like your, it's your easy, I always joke that there are movies and there are films. So if I say to somebody, this is a good movie. Yeah. Like we're not talking about something that's going to compare to, you know, old classics or anything like that. 
you know, it's just a good movie. It's entertainment. You're good. Right. But okay. I do come out in the morning and tell Nikki what's going on in my world, though, because I like, I like to go in. I'm like, there's a lot going on right now between Russia and us, and I'm just not sure how it's right. going to go. And I found out some bad stuff. And she's like, why do you Dang do this it. to me every day? <laughs> so, yes, that's what I'm watching. Going down. Yeah. Yeah. Very real. It could Very be really fictionally important. Yeah. I like that I bought into him, though, because of, you know, he is actually great at the role, which excites me. Yeah. You, you remember who played Jack Ryan? Remember who's played Jack Ryan already? No. In like the movies? All the Clancy movies where Jack Ryan is the the main character? No. Remember the hunt, the hunt for Red October? Alec Baldwin was Jack Ryan. Oh, okay. And then in Patriot Games, uh, it was Harrison Ford was Jack Ryan. And um, uh, what was the third movie? They, they, um, it had a longer title. Uh, Harrison Ford did another one where he was Jack Ryan. Uh, uh, damn. I know, I know none of this. Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan. Easy. Um, oh, yeah, right here. Boop, boop. Uh, there was Clear and Present Danger. Yes, uh, that was another one. And then uh, Ben Affleck was uh, Jack Ryan in The Sum of All Fears. And wow. uh, and then um, what's the guy's name? I didn't even know um, all this connection existed. Scott. Shadow Recruit. I didn't either. Um, Shadow Recruit. I can't remember his name. And I've seen the these guy's movies. Name at the top, but they're still the guy old. At the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. I never saw Chris that. Pine. Movie, Is that Chris Pine? I think Anyways. you might be right, but you'll get in trouble yeah. for saying that if you're wrong. So it's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's been like a string of great actors that have played Jack Ryan. He's a good character. You know, he's a Tom Clancy's sort of answer to James Bond in a lot of ways, you know, and it's uh, a great, uh, but, but seeing him do it. And I actually, um, did you ever hear the story about his success? Like getting the part of the office Krasinski? I don't, yeah. I don't know how he got the part in the office. No. All right. So it's not about how he got the part, but this is interesting. So I'll make it quick, but he, he had, it was a little clip I saw and he was talking about how he moved to go to becoming an actor and his mother like told him, LA, you mean? Yeah. yeah, his mother, I don't know if he went to LA or New York, but anyways, his mother told him, she said, listen, all I ask is that you like get yourself out of this. Like, I'm not going to pull you out of being an actor because you're a loser, essentially. So he's working tables, doing all this stuff and just not really getting anything. Um, so he, he reaches out to his mom in like September and he's like, Hey, I, um, I'm done. You know, this is not working and you know, I'm just not really getting anything. And basically I want to come home. And for whatever reason, his mom's like, you know, it's not really a lot going on right now. Why don't you just hang out till the end of the year and then come home? Hmm. And two weeks later, he got the office. Dang. Ah, that's crazy. I, I mean, it, it's like, like, it would, that, it's like he's telling that story. I literally, it's one of those words I like played it again. I'm like, did I hear that right? And it was literally, I don't know exactly, but it was within, it was under a month from when his mom was like, let's hold out. And that's a scenario <laughs> where, I mean, let's be honest, anybody who either has friends or kids, you see him like dragging their feet long enough to be an actor. You're kind of like, yeah, it's probably time to get a job. So she just had a vibe. She's like, ah, let's just hold out. Like, you're not going to go become a great whatever the hell else you're going to do right now anyways. So just yeah. wait and not look at him. You know, it's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, I love those stories. And, you know, they it's like that old saying, um, like, what's that old saying about, you know, 
if you you quit today you'll never you'll never see what tomorrow brings you know like the yeah. the, the, the losers are just the ones who quit right like, you know sticking with it they could just got to stick in there like every every great success story or many great success stories are are often just stories of stubbornness and yeah. refusal to admit reality <laughs> i don't like to call myself a success story but yes it is how i turned pro i just sort of lived in denial <laughs> generally for most of my life and it all came together yeah eventually it just worked out <laughs> yeah yeah how did That's you make amazing. it you know man the overnight success of you know 20 years of waiting tables yeah you know? yeah how about you, Ron? What'd you do for, for New Year's? Uh, New Year's, we went over. We actually went over to George's house. Oh, nice. George, George and Christina had Emily and I over for dinner because um, we don't like to do anything on New Year's Eve because we don't want to leave our dog home alone because the fireworks are crazy in town yeah. here. And even though we can barely hear them, he just we're up in the tower really high and he seems to be able to hear all the fireworks. And of course, so we normally we normally stay home on Halloween night, New Year's Eve, any night where there's fireworks. And um, we stay home and just watch movies, you know, and just try to keep the volume on the TV up. And then Jedi's all calm and relax and our dog's good, you know. But uh, George and Christina invited us over for dinner. So we went over there when we took the dog and the dogs, you know, did their thing. And we played cards and had a big steak meal. Dusty would have loved it. And um, yeah, it was did, a good time. Did you notice, Dusty, he said the nights that there are a lot of fireworks, like New Year's Eve or Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I caught that. Yeah, I, I've learned this. So in Canada, you guys do fireworks on Halloween, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about us guys. I just know about the degenerates Your in people. my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> fire fireworks off on Halloween for some strange reason. Yeah. You know, that you is look interesting. Out the window, I'm glad like, you caught that. It's, yeah. it's popping off. You're like, what's going on? What's well, because I derail the conversation all the time. So I was going to leave that one because I'm like, dude, I'm so annoying. Um, but, well, Victoria was the one who told me because she has these, uh, they're like these calm cookies that we give to uh, her little dog. And, uh, and and she said this, this Halloween or maybe the past Halloween, she's like, oh, we should give Maddie some calm cookies before it gets dark. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, because of the fireworks. I was like, it's Halloween. We just wear masks and knock on doors. That's all we do here. We don't do any fireworks. Yeah, but it's Detroit. That's sort of every night. Yeah. 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 We just wear masks and just rob you know, around in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> just do you know, home invasions. Yeah. Um, that's an average yeah. night. Well, I, I, I think it's uh, Canadians like to set off fireworks on Halloween because um, we don't have real freedom. So uh, <laughs> we like to do simulated freedom. And I call it um, a, uh, an American imitation um, fetish sort of thing. There's little moments where we like to pretend we're free. And uh, they're probably setting the fireworks off secretly kind of singing the Star Spangled Banner in their head without realizing it. <laughs> and, just imagine uh, these were guns. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, probably, you know, I'm sure Trudeau hates them. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, sure he dislikes fireworks. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine that guy's a fan of anything fun. So um, there's probably, you know, um, more and more firework use as uh, the, you know, the feeling of, you know, sort of depressing drain captures Canadians. You know? Right. We end you guys. He'll be gone. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever leaving. I don't know if he's ever leaving. I think he's the type of guy that could have one percent approval, and he'd just be like, "Everything's fine. Everything's good here. It's yeah. fine." Yeah, yeah. He's definitely proven yeah. that. Yeah, Him and Gavin are homies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Gavin are homies. <laughs> hey, okay. Is that a show? Do we have a show? Can we put that out. 
Yeah, we. I guess we, we won't we don't be have good, a choice. We can put it out. We, we don't, don't have, have a choice. choice. Right? I'm sort of yeah. stuck now with this being consistent thing. I also have to. I have to say, I know you guys want to go, and I'm. I'm. Scott's probably messaging me. Move on. Um, but I have to say, um, I'm. I'm very uh, happy with the response to the the show from everyone that's been commenting lately and messaging. And you got a great message from someone the other day, Scott, that you shared with us that was yeah. um, like really, you know people saying this this show helps them through so many tough times and oh yeah and, uh, we just want to make sure that especially our last five minute crew really know that uh hearing that stuff is really great it um you know because there's lots of times like I, I know dusty and i we both have uh you know this sort of like what the hell am i doing here sort of feeling half the time whenever i'm talking about anything. <laughs> and it's nice to know that uh you know people are looking forward to the show and it's an important part of their week you know they got to get through cardio or the commute or you know, their significant other yapping at them. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know how they are. Um, it's nice to know that they have a place to go. Hey, on that note, I did have a comment that I wanted to share with you guys. And this is from Billy Ryan. He had said, uh, I want to thank you all for talking about the breakup. If you guys remember, we talked about dealing with breakups a few episodes ago. He oh, says, yeah. I'm not sure if it was my story, but I did post it on the Think Big Bodybuilding page. I think he means the Facebook group. Um, since I've been there for uh, years and dis oh, since he's been there for years and disappeared at the group, he means. Um, but we were married for seven years, six years together for seven. I was incredibly crushed. I'm doing so much better now and I can't thank you guys enough. If it uh, weren't for you guys and others like you who I can honestly, I can honestly say that I wouldn't be here today. So, I mean, it's cool to know that we can help people get through difficult times like that. And yeah, we have gotten a bunch of really good messages. It touches me, man, to know that we can, yeah. the, that other guy who I shared you, the message with you guys, yeah. he, he was saying that like through all of his cardio, he got through like some of those brutal cardio sessions listening to our shows, you know? And that's what I've always wanted is to be that, that thing that they can go to because you get through those times, those things, those incredible feats in a contest prep, you come out the other side and you realize like, wow, you know, I'm different because of this. And we were right. kind of, we were there, we were part of that for them. So I, I love knowing that. Agreed. Yeah. That's fantastic. Also too, the feedback on the DJ episode, everyone loved Dennis. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. I had, I had two people say that it was our best. They thought it was our best interview ever. No kidding. And wow. I was like, oh, I mean, we've had some very great guests on that great, you know, we've had, gave really good interviews. But um, I think they just really loved his Ronnie story yeah. and the kind of the old, like we kind of got him talking about the, you know, the, the kind of the peak days of his career as opposed to like, you know, more current events or whatever. We had a real good sort of old school interview with him. And I, I, I was really happy that people had a great time listening. He to had that fun one. too. You could tell he yeah, had fun. Yeah, and that's yeah. the best part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, much appreciated. So yep. 2024, big things coming, lots of goals. Maybe um, next episode, we'll talk about our plans for 2024 and uh, what we are lining up. I know we've got a lot going on. We're going to see each other a few times this year too, by the looks yes, of it. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah. And we're going to see some of you guys this year. We're going to see a lot of you guys this year. So make sure you come <clears> and say hi at all the expos and booths and, and uh, show us your t-shirts. Yes. yes. Uh, you're going to be wearing your t-shirts this time. So, so, okay guys, is that it? That's our first episode of the new year. Yes, sir. One, one, two, four. That's the, uh, that's the, the date of this one. Okay. 
Thanks, everybody. Remember, IamMutant.com. Go to IamMutant, get your ISO surge, get your all in. And you should all, by this point in time, we should all be on the gear. Yes. I don't know how much longer we have to harp at you about getting on the gear, but I don't understand how you could watch this show and have any, any sense and not be on copious amounts of gear. Get the gear in your system. It's available. I am mutant.com. Use Dusty 20, Big Ron 20. And remember the Think Big Patreon. Keep a producer homed. Thank you, guys. The price of a cup of coffee. Or um, an apple. Yeah, or an apple. The price of a cosmic <laughs> apple. Was it cosmic apple? Cosmic crisp. I, I highly or suggest cosmic, them. They're real just, good. Whatever neighborhood you live in, Google Cosmic Crisp, whatever that's worth, donate that to the Think Big Patreon once a month. Set up a that subscription. Is. Okay. Thank you, everyone. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. That was my favorite right. one. <laughs> what, the very last line you mean? Yes, yes. That's my, that was my favorite delivery of it. It was just the facials. It was flawless. Okay. I'm glad you like it.